Good morning. This is WFUV's Fordham Conversations. I'm Robin Shannon. The post-9-11 GI Bill has paved the way for a number of recent veterans to enroll in colleges and universities across the country. However, many of these veterans return from active duty, facing unique challenges that aren't typical of your average student. Today, I'm talking with two veterans enrolled at Fordham University who are helping others make the transition from soldier to student. But first, I'm talking with Dr. Michael Gillen, Associate Vice President for Veteran Affairs. Good morning. Good morning, Robin. So, Michael, what's the purpose of the Fordham Vets Initiative? Uh, the purpose of it, and, and it was established, uh, it was established just as the post 9/11 GI Bill was coming online. Uh, it was clear that uh, veterans uh, would once again be able to uh, have a choice of attending private schools as well as uh, public schools, community colleges, etc., because their benefits uh, were being uh, improved and enhanced uh, uh, for the, really for the first time since, uh, since the Vietnam War. And we felt that we wanted to make it clear to returning military that they were welcome at Fordham, uh, that Fordham had a long record, as we like to say, going back to the U.S. Civil War in assisting uh, uh, military and veterans transitioning back into civilian life, transitioning back into uh, moving towards careers, etc. We wanted to uh, make sure uh, that the university and all of its various offices, its services, its faculty were prepared for uh, what we felt would surely be an increase in veteran enrollment. So, Michael, let's take it step by step. How did you prepare to have veterans invited onto Fordham's campus. I guess our first and key decision was that uh, we should not, indeed, we would not have been able to recreate the wheel. Uh, there are meaning there that there are, were some programs that were already out there. Yes, so. there are people and resources out there um, who uh, who are experienced in uh, in dealing with uh, uh, with new veterans uh, and. Uh, our first step was to consult with them to bring them on campus to to have some of uh, some of the folks from uh, VA counseling uh, services uh, sit and talk with our counseling department. How many different programs are do you head basically? Uh, well, it, it's not that we we came up with uh, ongoing programs, but what we tried to do was to develop to develop ongoing relationships, mm. uh, so that. Um, uh, uh, any of our uh, counseling staff uh, now have uh, uh, resources at uh, in, in the VA system who they can uh, reach uh, with the, the stroke of a key or, or the, ah. the picking up a phone. We felt it was a, a, a mistake, frankly, um, uh, that it would have been a mistake to try to assemble a, quote, veterans office or a veterans center. How come? Instead, we wanted every office to be a veteran's office. Uh, that sounds like a soundbite, and I am on the radio, but indeed that, that was the, uh, that was the, uh, the motivating uh, force. Uh, we wanted every office to be aware of uh, and capable of assisting uh, veterans with their needs and comfortable with them, and uh, uh, when, when they felt they were not up to a particular challenge or issue, uh, they would know who to call that had a great deal of experience in that. 
one of the key programs we run at the start of every semester uh, is an orientation program. Uh, at those orientation programs, uh, we bring in, uh, assembled in, in one place at one time, uh, all of the essential Fordham University services that, uh, uh, that these young men and women are going to be interested in hearing from. And they uh, are? Well, the Counseling Center, mm -hmm. Health Services, Campus Ministry, Financial Services, for sure, Career Planning, Internship Assistance. Uh, those, are the, those are the main ones. And this is also, they put a face on the name of the services yes, that Fordham exactly. provides? Uh, Michael Gillian, Associate Vice President for Veteran Affairs here at Fordham University. How does Fordham promote the program to soldiers who might not know about Fordham and what it, what what we have to offer here. Uh, we we uh, we promote it through um, making uh, information available in uh, the, the various guides that are available to military. There are there are also of course some publications that uh, uh, that uh, men and women in the military uh, read and uh, and rely upon for information. Military Times, uh, which is subdivisions Marine Corps Times, Army Times, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, is that a we, newspaper, a magazine? Yeah, a newspaper. 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 Uh, some of those publications have um, uh, have rated uh, Fordham's program very highly. Hmm. Um, a publication uh, that, that's called GI Jobs, for example, uh, uh, annually puts out their list of uh, the institutions that they believe are the top fifteen percent of institutions in the United States uh, like top support for GI, veteran friendliness, military veteran friendliness. friendliness, support uh, to them. Uh, GI Jobs is one of those. Uh, Advanced Military Education is uh, is another uh, magazine, a periodical, uh, that also has us uh, uh, high on their lists of uh, uh, institutions which are attempting to do a, a serious and legitimate job with uh, with returning military. So lots of accolades for yeah, Fordham University. Military when it comes Times, to veterans. particularly, uh, which uh, two years ago uh, rated us uh, uh, in in their top fifty. Now I've had a little experience with the Veterans Writing Project. Here at yes. Fordham, um, I got a chance to interview some members uh, who are veterans who are writing f their experiences down. How is it doing? Uh, it, it's open to veterans of any conflict. Uh, it allows them to get their experiences on paper. And as, as some people uh, more articulate than me have pointed out, uh, sometimes a way of dealing with a difficult experience is to find a way to put it outside oneself so that one can look at it in its various dimensions. One can show it to others, etc. That's a way of taking control of it, and for some, writing about it achieves that. Uh, but each, each time we've run it, um, an anthology is published at the, at the end of it, and uh, we gather and have a little reception and a little debut of the anthology, and it's... Uh, it's just a terrific experience. So it helps the veteran, and it helps it helps the veteran write. It helps them express this, themselves, but it also helps other students here at Fordham share in their experience when they yeah. hear about their their, yes. their experiences, whether it be in Afghanistan or Iraq or yes. or yeah. Korea or Korea or right. World War Two or World War Two in in, uh, in in a couple of instances. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Michael Gillen, the Associate Vice President for Veteran Affairs here at Fordham University.
Thank you very much. This is Fordham Conversations on 90.7 WFUV. I'm Robin Shannon. Now I'm talking with Gary Kucinich and Dan Hodd. These two Marines and current Fordham University students started Armed Forces at Fordham, a student group that helps veterans make the transition back into college life. Good morning, Gary. Good morning, Robin. Thanks for having me. I'm glad you're here. And Dan, good morning. Hi, Robin. Thank you. Now, full disclosure, Dan is currently employed at WFUV. And Dan, what do you do here? Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, I, I, uh, I've been an engineer here for about uh, two and a half years. So most of my work revolves around recording in studio sessions with our visiting artists for Words of Music. Okay, so we just let our listeners know that. <laughs> now, before we get into the discussion about the program, tell me about your experience pre-Fordham and how long have you been in military duty? Okay, yeah. I, I enlisted in the Marines, uh, in the Reserve of the Marine Corps in August of 2001. So, you know, since that time, I deployed to Iraq on two occasions and, you know, did a bunch of other things with the Marines, uh, short trips to Japan or Norway and so on. I decided to return to Fordham uh, after my last deployment in 2009 when I came back from, uh, from my last deployment to Iraq. Uh, and, you know, I chose Fordham, uh, honestly, on the recommendation of my commanding officer. You know, he recommended I look into the school. Fordham had recognized that there would be a lot, a lot of veteran students, you know, returning to school. Did they know. make it semi easy for you? They made it very easy. You know, they, they by that point, you know, and this was right before the first post nine eleven GI Bill class. By that point, they had already implemented a system to, uh, you know, to have a veterans entry counselor, you know, kind of guide you one on one through the whole application process. So they made it very easy. And what are you majoring in? We're actually both majoring in finance. Finance and economics is my minor. So why? Honestly, I mean, it's, you know, it stands out as probably the best area of business to get into, especially coming from, from the Marines, the skills that we learn in the military, um, especially finance. It requires a lot of, you know, under pressure work and stressful conditions. So I figured, you know, using my experience in the Marines, I could really apply that to uh, this area in business. Gary and Dan, when did you start the Armed Forces at Fordham program? You know, that, that started pretty much... Uh, but what time, what year did you start here in 2010? 2010. Yeah, all right. So I, I started here in fall 2009, and uh, it was pretty much one of the first things I explored. Uh, you know, I at the time, there were about 40 veterans, maybe 40 or 50 veterans at Fordham. You know, being in the first class of post-9-11 GI Bill veterans, you know, the school had just begun to get those applications. So I, I was in the first class, and there wasn't a student veterans group. There did exist a few military-affiliated groups like Pershing's Rifles, and, you know, Fordham has a strong ROTC presence, Reserve Officer Training Corps presence, too, that trains, you know, young lieutenants. Um, but there was nothing for veteran students because there just weren't that many veteran students. But recognizing that there would soon be a lot of veteran students, that's one of the first things I started to explore. And as soon as Gary and I met, you know, we had a conversation. I was like, hey, man, this is going to become important can you help out and you know be a part of it did you guys meet you so you met here at Fordham did you know each other before this or no 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 we, uh, we didn't we actually it was like on Veterans Day yeah the, the the Fordham Veterans Initiative which is run by you know Vice President Gillen and Vaughn they held an event for like a veterans welcome uh, and Gary and I met there and I met one of my my former roommates at that event so you know that was the administration's one of the administration's efforts to create a community for veterans and so what we do, and you know, the idea at the time was to do the same sort of thing uh, to enhance the transition process for veteran students at Fordham, but at the peer level. 
So what was your experience like at Fordham before you began this program? What did you experience that showed you you needed to get vets together and help them out? Well, I think that, you know, the school is very supportive. You know, as as an institution, the school loves veterans. However, there are certain things that an institution can't replicate, and you can't replicate um, shared experiences between people who've done similar things. No matter what you do, the school as an institution will never understand your individual experiences, but by linking two people who have served in a similar place or perhaps the same service, by linking them together, you know, they can relate. They do have a lot of common ground right away, and that's one of the biggest things that facilitates this transition that can be very difficult or it can be, you know, relatively painless. Either way, we felt the need to create an outlet for student veterans to meet, share their experiences, and uh, help each other out. So there was no specific activity or event that that drove you to this. It was just sort of a, a motivation for yourself. It wasn't like, oh, I see that Fordham didn't do A, B, and C. It was more along the lines of, I, you knew that veterans needed to come together and, and make the transition easier? Certainly the latter. Yeah. The school, the school didn't do anything wrong. Absolutely mm-hmm. not. They did everything right. Um, but what they can't do is create a student veterans group. You know, it would be very odd for them to point at somebody and say, hey, we need you to, to start a student veterans group. Uh, no, because that, that's not genuine. But fortunately... You had uh, a passion for it. It's, it was something we needed, you know, and I, I saw an opportunity to do it, so we did it. What was your first step that you had to take to start the program, get it off and running? That's a great question because it speaks a lot, you know, it speaks to the difficulties of transitioning to school. I found that the the intricacies of negotiating the, you know, the school's organization, that was quite difficult because in the military, you really, nine times out of ten, there's generally one person you need to talk to. Would you agree? Exactly, and it's it gets done right then and there. Yeah, yeah, there's you know there's one point of contact where you know you have your chain of command to rely on. So, how is a veteran's experience different than a traditional college student's experience in in school? Well, for one, I mean, you spent the past you know four, eight, twelve years in a very professional, you know, structured environment, um, and you had a ton of responsibility too, more more so than the average eighteen, nineteen, twenty year old. So now you're in school and it's like back to square one, um, right out of high school, you know, you're surrounded by kids that really aren't mature. Um, so it's, it's really different, but you do have the maturity levels, the discipline and the experiences your peers most likely don't have. So that's, uh, definitely how it's different. So how do you work that into your program? I think, uh, well, you know, the purpose of our organization and I, I do want to just I do want to kind of frame it as just this group you know it's just a, a means for people to connect with each other uh, that the purpose of it is just to enhance that transition experience by creating opportunities to interact and sharing information and possibly you know reaching out to prospective students veteran students to tell them you know what it's like at Fordham um, so it, it, we don't necessarily feel the need to fix the transition we just want to create a place where people can relate about the difficulties they have or or share stories with each other about you know, a particular problem they're having. Um, what do you find is maybe the number one challenge that some of the people in your group share? Sure. You know, I, I'd have to say that, you know, probably the, one of the most difficult things is just kind of making the, the social adjustment. Because um, like Gary was saying, you know, it's very different. Uh, it's... It's very difficult to kind of comprehend just how much responsibility a 22-year-old in the, in the Marine Corps can have. Um, and then take that person 
who may have, over the last four years, deployed to Iraq or Afghanistan three times, take them and kind of throw them into school, uh, you know, next to 19-year-old students. It's just a very different environment. And so the reason I, I really find it difficult to answer is because I found that each each veteran you know, has a has a different experience that may challenge them the most. You know, some people I found handle the transition very well and really just jump right back into the saddle. Uh, others, if you closed your eyes and listened to them talk, you might think they were still wearing uniform. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's. Um, Can you share a story without sharing any names of of a particular challenge? Someone came to you and and your organization just being part of this group helped. You know, just just yesterday, actually, you know, a lot of what we do is on Facebook, a lot of just like, you know, that interaction as much as I hate Facebook, it's very easy and useful. <laughs> so, How do you, why do you hate you know, Facebook? I just hate it. But, you know, but just yesterday, but you it's, know, a, it's an instrument that you can use. Right? Exactly. Yeah, it's a tool. <laughs> but just yesterday, you know, because there's an incoming class, there are some new veterans, I don't know, maybe, maybe 40 or 50 new veterans who are coming to Fordham this fall. And there were like two or three students who had questions about where to live. Um, on campus or off campus? It would be off campus generally, but yeah, they 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 like you know not from New York, don't know the market here. You go on Craigslist, you're bound to find anything. Who knows? And New York has extreme because I am not from New York at all, and it has some some serious uh, challenges when it comes to because in my oh, yeah. old town, you kind of need a place to stay. You go, hey. You know, you apply and you're there like in a month. Here, yeah, exactly. it took me six months to find my no. apartment. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, th- these are guys. You know, these guys could, if they're coming from like the West Coast or something, like, oh yeah, great, I found a great place in Hoboken. It's only twenty miles. I'm like, listen, no, you can't, you can't <laughs> it's do not that. Not the same thing. So there are like a lot of like little things like that. You know, that we or other people in the group can help with. Mm-hmm. So just yesterday, there were two students who were coming to Fordham, and they were like, hey, we have no idea where to live. So. Um, I called Res Life and they have uh, you know a listing of local landlords and shared it. And as simple as that, that like helped ease the transition for somebody who otherwise, who knows? Did you warn them about the transportation the subway system? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's I'm not going to spoil that surprise. I mean, Welcome to New York. <laughs> Welcome. There you go. <laughs> so, Gary, is there a particular person that you feel you've helped? You know, we have so we have like social events and everything, and you could definitely tell um, there's some transitioning veterans that just like need to get it get it off their shoulders. You know, like they need to talk about their experiences, what was you know hurting them, um, and you can't really do that with some of your peers in uh, in the classroom. So when we get together as veterans and kind of talk you could you could definitely tell like it helps them out just just to have another veteran to talk to so that they can you have somebody to relate to exactly you know because really a lot of other students can't because they you know they weren't through the same experiences they didn't have the same responsibilities and they didn't have the same you know type of hardships that you had to endure in the military and you can't blame them mm-hmm. no. they just don't have yeah. the background to begin to understand the questions to ask you know? what do you do if you run across um someone who you don't have an answer for. Well, I would want to avoid the notion that every returning veteran has PTSD or, you know, ha- has an issue of that kind. Uh, but, you know, some of the stuff we've done, like we've made liaison with the, uh, you know, the counseling services at Fordham to explore what resources are available for us. Um, and, you know, working with the administration to identify, well, hey, maybe maybe it would be beneficial to have some of your counselors go through, a, you know, an orientation to veterans' issues because the issues that a 26-year-old Marine veteran may have uh, compared to a 20-year-old college student who's stressed at finals 
probably going to be quite different, you know. So that's one thing. Uh, but I would say, for the most part, you know, whatever we've done, it's usually been just informal. Um, the administration was curious about this sort of thing and, you know, kind of compelled me to let them know if, if, they, they, if I see a trend or see a pattern, which I haven't. But, you know, there are a lot of resources out there, both with the VA, both with the Department of Defense and with the school. And so if that situation comes up, then generally just kind of refer them like, hey, man, maybe you should go talk to somebody. I could tell you it's happened a couple times, at least for me, you know, where we've had that conversation. But, you know, it can be a difficult transition for some. At the same time, I've seen people who, by all rights, should have PTSD or you would assume they did because of, like, the terrible experiences they've had. And they're absolutely fine. You know, some research has shown that it's really a function of... You know, their, their family life and how well grand, grounded they are as a person, what sort of leadership they were exposed to in the military when they went through uh, difficult experiences. Um, and it's not necessarily correlated to the intensity of their, you know, their experience. So it's more personal. It's and, more and, personal. And less about specifically being in, involved in the military. You find that too, right. Gary? Um, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> sure, Robin. <laughs> So um, this is either for Gary or Dan. What would you like to see the just any college or university do more of when it comes to helping veterans who are returning to schools? You know what? I think a, a lot of veterans really aren't too familiar with you know how college works um, compared to a lot of maybe in high school I did just because you were exposed to that you know through your guidance counselor or whatnot. Uh, what type of classes you need to take for this degree path and you know coming to Fordham I was just you know, I applied, I enrolled, and I didn't really know, like, the courses or, you know, the mm -hmm. path to take. Um, I wish there was some kind of, like, veterans maybe – I know that we have a veterans entry advisor, but someone that really advises, like, the classes you should be taking, you know, the yeah. night classes versus day classes, things along that nature, depending on what you want to do when you get out. I think Gary and I both faced a similar issue where – like kind of you show up here and you, you do what they tell you to do because you assume that they know best. And I told them I wanted to study business and they said, okay, you're an XYZ program. Here's what you have to do. And I didn't know of any other options. I didn't see any other options and I didn't know the right questions to ask to find out what options there may be. You know, whereas your typical transitioning, you know, 18 year old student probably has their parents in the corner. They have their high school's college advising section kind of point and they, they have all those questions ready and they know what what they should be looking at um veterans and and at least in this way are like small children you don't you don't know necessarily you don't know what you don't know <laughs> exactly not because you're dumb but because you, you've been away from it for so long and you're, you're out of the environment the second thing i'd say is you know fordham has done uh and i may have shared this with you before but you know there's a program that you know, our, our our program and kind of an affiliation our group is working on called edge for vets and it's called what? Edge for Vets. And this is, um, you know, it's a transition program for veterans to help them identify their strengths in the military and translate them to the academic environment or the corporate environment. And, you know, it's it's not 100% there yet, but it's made a lot of progress. But the fact that it even exists and that the school wanted to do it, you know, to create something unique for veterans to say, hey, you've done a lot of different things. Let's let's figure out how we can translate that to what you want to do now. So give me an example. How would something in the military translate to something school-related, i.e. career-related, once you get out of the military? I'll give you an example. Um, we talked about it earlier, you know, just when we have some extra time on our hands, taking initiative to go out there and, you know, do something, never sitting around doing nothing. And in, in the Marines, 
initiative was like one of the key characteristics that you had to display, you know, all the time and coming out you just took that with you. Yeah. And I, I'd say that's like a, like a character trait, that's leadership, you know, um, but even in a more tangible way, you know, I mean, the Marine Corps, you know, my responsibilities are most recently was like managing a lot of people, you know, you're, you're responsible for 40, 50, 60 people, you know, and that's a significant amount of responsibility that certainly translates to a corporate environment where, you know, you have to be trusted with equipment, you're, you know, you mm -hmm. have to keep accountability of things. So there are all these like unique, all these isolated, um, you know, skills, traits and characteristics that have many applications um, in any environment, in academic or corporate. But at it can be difficult to really see that clearly when you've been when in, up until your time here, you've framed everything in a military perspective. Uh, and, and so you, it really needs to be framed in a corporate or academic light to understand how, how it applies. Now, Armed Forces at Fordham obviously is at Fordham. Are you thinking about expanding it to other colleges and universities around New York City? Well, uh, you know, this is our student veterans group. You know, we, we have a presence here at Rose Hill. You know, we have guys and girls down at, uh, at Lincoln Center and some in Westchester, you know, kind of tying this, this school together. Each other school may have their own student veterans group, and many of them do. Further, there are organizations like Student Veterans of America, which is like a nationwide nonprofit that tries to provide resources to official veterans groups at schools across the country. So, did you get some of your ideas from them, or no? No, you know when when I first started doing the exploration on this, they reached out, but at the time, I wasn't quite ready for that affiliation. You know, Fordham kind of presents a few unique challenges uh, compared to, say, Columbia, which has a very strong military veterans network, mainly because we have separate campuses you know we're not all in one mm -hmm. place and so that makes it difficult to do some things that they're able to do very easily so I really kind of needed some time to figure out what our true needs were and how how to best create or form this thing so what did you find that um and we sort of touched on this a little bit but to get more specific what did you find were specific needs here at fordham i think recently you know the issue that we talked about is kind of having one standardized form of, you know, procedures within all three campuses because each campus kind of has its own way of doing things. Tell me the structure of your program. Sure. A lot of what we do happens informally and it happens, you know, via email or online. You know, one of the things, like I mentioned before, kind of had to, having to figure out how this could work at Fordham. One of the things I had to realize is that we needed a structure that allowed the maximum number of people to benefit with the least amount of input. So, so you know, while we, in a way, we service over 300 veterans at Fordham, um, there really is a handful, like, you know, six to 10 veterans who really keep this thing going. You know, th these key people kind of tie everything together. We kind of make it happen over email. But when the group gets together and, Facebook. and that social media platform that I dislike. But there's a, when we do meet as a group, when we get, a lot of bodies together. It's usually in an informal setting, often an establishment with refreshments, and uh, you know it's it's a, it's social in nature. Do you find it's it's a lot easier to have that communication when it's more uh, or less formal? Absolutely. People are yes, more yes. willing to share. Why is that? Why do you think that is? Just in general. Well, I just think the nature of the environment, and plus, I think more Marines and more veterans are likely to come when they know. They're going to have an informal, you know, setting like that. It's going to be fun, too. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it's not, look, your veteran students, you could be at least, you know, 22 and older. Many, you know, quite a bit older than that. And we're not 
in a situation where, you know, we want to have a group meeting and we pile out of Finley and, you know, go to a room in Keating with pizza and watch a movie. No, that's not what we do. <laughs> what we do is it's meant to create a community for people who have had significant and sometimes really life-altering experiences and need to relate to each other. And so we try to create an environment that allows that to happen. The, the flip side is that the Marine Corps was founded in a bar. So we're better than a bar <laughs> to, to meet. And, and hang out and, and share. And, and hang out and share. Exactly. <laughs> and talk about schoolwork. Um, <laughs> my final question is, uh, you each are graduating soon. How is the program going to continue without this handful of people that are pushing it? Or are you hoping to groom people to do that? Well, you know, clearly identifying people to, to kind of carry the torch is uh, a priority this year. So we're actually heading into phase two, where we're going to get uh, we're, we're a formally recognized group right now. Uh, but there's a, another tier of formality we can add to the group, which gives us a presence on Fordham.edu, gives us more access to financial resources and a few other things. Part of that process requires a constitution or a document to state how the group will survive, uh, and in there we'll define you know the way by which new veterans can take these leadership positions and hold votes and so on and so forth. So when we establish that document, that'll be our, you know, our durable foundation for this group to carry on. Um, but certainly over the next few months, it'll be great to, it would be a good thing to identify who those people will be. How long is that going to take? Like I said, the, the school's been very supportive. You know, Dean Rogers, Dean Gillins and Vaughn uh, particularly have been very supportive. So I'm sure they'll do what they can to make sure it's, it's a smooth process. My thanks to Gary Kucinich and Dan Hod. I'd also like to thank my producer, Alan Canlick. For Fordham Conversations, I'm Robin Shannon. <laughs>